What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In These Quarantines. I'm friendly about those juggernauts. Let's jump right in. Alright, so, um, first of all, <laughs> I feel like I do this almost every uh, week. Uh, I have to apologize again for the hiatus. wasn't planned. Um, you know, weekends, I don't record on weekends. But my, yesterday was also very busy for me. But let's move on with the show. Alright, so first things first, The Batman. Now, everyone knows that The Batman is my most anticipated movie of this year. I'm so hyped for that movie. I just love the fact that um, the, the kind of new take that they're doing with the character. And I love Robert Pattinson as Batman. He looks phenomenal. Matt Reeves is a fantastic director. And the themes, you know, it has a lot of themes similar to that of Zodiac and a Dead Fincher thriller. So I'm really, really excited for that at the same time as well. So anyway, um, the runtime has been officially released. And... Um, it's actually clocking about two hours and 55 minutes, which is more or less three hours. Now, that is bonkers because you have to understand that this is the first of a movie of a movie in its you know maybe series of franchise. Usually, three-hour movies are usually either maybe these biblical epics all the way back in the 90s or 80s or what, what have you, or usually maybe um you know it could be the sequel or the final, you know, let's say the end game of the movie, quote unquote, like the titular end game itself. So this, this listen to believe one thing. Now, this is the thing about me. I don't care about a movie's runtime. I don't think a movie has to be longer to be better or shorter to be better. I do believe that that particular movie, whatever time, the runtime it needs to actually tell a story fully without either being overbearing or being underserved, it should go with it. So, I mean, upgrade, I remember upgrade wasn't more than 90 minutes, if I remember, or, or well, just about 90 minutes plus, if I remember, and that's a phenomenal movie. Endgame is over three hours too, but it's also a phenomenal movie. So, I think there's no like fixed um, um, time frame or time, um, runtime for a movie. That means uh, this actually makes me think of one thing, and this makes me believe that definitely this Batman movie is obviously going to do a lot of world building for this, for this version of Gotham that we're kind of exposed to. Um, that's why I believe, and the fact that it's not necessarily, I mean, it's his own universe, it's not tied to DCU, gives them a lot more leeway to go as creative or be, or inventive as they want to be, and that also makes me excited, because um, I, I really can't wait to see this movie, all the trailers have been good, all the promotions have been good, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, trailers, hard movies where trailers were phenomenal, and the movies turned out to be duds, but I have so much faith in this, additionally, I'm actually excited to see Robert Pattinson finally get so much more acclaim that people are actually excited to see the movie. It's unfortunate that a lot of people, just because of the fact that he did a lot of, let me say, lower budget movies, he didn't he didn't do the temple, you know, blockbuster movies after Twilight. So a lot of people's um, knowledge of him is still from Twilight, which is kind of unfortunate because those movies were what they were, you know, demographic was different, you know, I mean, he was younger in his career, probably needed something to just get to the escape and, you know, or something to make some money. But man, if you haven't seen any movie, movies like um, um, The Cosmopolis, or you haven't seen Good Time, or you haven't seen even Tenant, even though I had issues with Tenant, you haven't seen those movies, his performance in those movies are freaking phenomenal. Robert Pattinson is a fantastic actor. Man. I mean, I remember his like, brief appearance, I wish it can be per se, but his appearance in The King, the Netflix movie starring, um, um, what's his name? Yeah, um, Timothy Chalamet. That's that was a really good movie. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, it also features um one of my one of the most underrated actors, in my opinion, working today, in Robert. I'm um, sorry, in Joel Edgerton. But yeah, um, if you haven't seen those movies, I would actually recommend checking them out. I I believe that that will change your perception or practicing and even get you more hyped for the Batman because man, the good phenomenal. I'm also equally excited to see Paul Dano, uh, the Riddler because I think Paul Dano is also one of those 
wickedly underrated direct um, actors. I feel like he never chose to do you know most mainstream movies. But man, man, from all the way from There Will Be Blood, that was a movie that I couldn't believe how much I loved that movie. Although it's not a movie I would rewatch, but I mean that was a powerful performance between Paul Dano and Daniel Lewis. Um, he did Little Miss Sunshine, another amazing, fantastic movie. Man, and um, I remember, yeah, I even recently rewatched. I recently watched um, six, um, six Swish I mean Swish, Swish I mean man. Oh my goodness, that movie was ridiculous. But then Paul Dano's, Paul Dano's performances are always top notch. I remember also in Prisoners, um, the movie by Dennis Villeneuve, starring Hugh Jackman. That was also a fucking powerful movie. So I'm really excited. I mean, the, the cast alone just gives me a lot of anticipation for this movie. I'm really excited to see what they do. Three hours. I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll, only time when the movie comes, I would know whether the three hours was justified or not. Well, right now I'm excited. I'm looking forward to a lot of world building, a lot of action, a lot of amazing dialogue, great cinematography. That that just seems to be to be certain at this point because from the trailers, the sound mixing, the sound editing, the sound design, and even the cinematography looks phenomenal. So I'm, I can't really wait for this movie. Let me know what you guys think about the Batman um, runtime. Do you think it's too long? Do you think for a first movie in the, in the franchise? This was probably too long, or do you think it's a good idea to set up as much world building the first movie? Because remember, they have already planned spin-offs for even for Penguin, who's been played. I couldn't believe by Colin Farrell. I mean, dude, that guy's under so much makeup, he's so hard to recognize. And also a spin-off of even like the Gotham City Police Department as well, which will be different from the Gotham that was on Fox. So yeah, let me know what you guys think about this development. Right, moving on. Um I mean, you guys, Amazon is one of my favorite streaming services. I believe that most of the original content, at least 80% to 90%, is actually still on top notch. I believe they, they really have any dots when it comes to original um, content. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of Wheel of Time, uh, but it wasn't bad, it wasn't horrible. I still enjoyed it. And contrary to popular belief, I actually still kind of dug the finale, even though a lot of people didn't. So, their next Temple show that has been hyped for years, obviously, is the Lord of the Rings TV series, which is reportedly <laughs> has a budget of $1 billion. Jesus, that's just ridiculous to just talk about. Yeah. Um, I mean, for the, at least for the first couple of seasons, anyway, I believe the first season is about $400 million, which is still ridiculously high. Um, because even the rights to get the Lord of the Rings itself was about $200 million. So, that was a really expensive IP. But anyway, we finally got in a title for the series, and it's called... Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, and actually, as soon as I heard the title, I don't know, I felt like that. maybe it was tautology or something, but then on, on pro, you know, proper revision, I realized that it's actually a pretty good title because it's both vague and also descriptive enough that you know what's going to be about. I mean, it's Rings of Power, which ring? The ones with the dwarves, the ones with the elves, the ones with the humans. So it's it's just it's, it's, it's um, encompassing, but without revealing too much. And of course, when I have to talk about the title reveal, that thing was beautiful and gorgeous. I mean, the fact that they went through all that effort just I don't know for me gets me a bit more excited. I mean, if I go through all this effort for just a title reveal, so title reveal features like you know smiting and blacksmithing, and then you see like um, melted gold flowing through a stencil, which which the stencil is written in the ring of rings of power. That's what he's writing. Of course, it's, it's hollow, and then the stencil fills in the, the the lettering and the smoke. So it has this epic feel. And then you hear Galadriel's speech from Lord of the Rings first movie about this, the the rings going to the, um, the to to the dwarves, the elves, and the kingdom of man, and things like that. Now, what even blew me up? blew my mind off the most of the fact that I mean when I was watching I was like wow this CGI is incredible I mean it's so pristine so clean the wood is so lifelike the, the gold is also freaking incredible the smoke effects are amazing 
first submit to final that was mostly done practically and i was like what the fuck i mean obviously there are definitely some cgi touches here and there just to kind of complete it but then the fact that they actually did it practically just blew my mind a bit more like i just, I just admired the effort to go into doing something so re- relatively trivial and i'm really really excited for this show um I, my apprehension i was a bit apprehensive i wouldn't lie because of the outcome of a bit of time um, but I feel like they want this to be the Magnus of course. They want this to be their quote-unquote Game of Thrones. Is to, like what Game of Thrones is to HBO. They want this to be theirs. I mean, like what The Witcher is to, to Netflix now. They want this Lord of the Rings TV series to be theirs as well. And the fact that it's taking is it's more or less a prequel gives them so much liberties to be as creative as they want to be. So um, I'm looking forward to this, and I really hope the, the show delivers. I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings um, fan. I know that myself. I know I, I, I used to have a ritual with my friends back then in high school, even in university, where we watch we used to watch three um particular trilogies over and over, like just not trilogy but three franchises. We used to watch we watch Lord of the Rings, we would rewatch Harry Potter and then we watch the Matrix movies. So I'm not the biggest like you know fan, but I'm familiar with the lore. Um, I enjoyed the Middle Earth game, Shadow of Mordor. That was a really, really good game, more than I expected. So I'm really just looking forward to this. And I just really hope it's sharply written. Dialogues, performances are stellar. The dialogue is, 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 you know, is well done. Score, of course, I'm looking forward to the music because Lord of the Rings music is phenomenal. So only time will tell and see how, how that goes. All right, moving on, actually. Um, so if you guys remember, there was an announcement for an animated spin-off for The Boys called Diabolica, which is coming soon. And um, a lot of people were curious because the, the premise is actually quite interesting. So it's, it's going to be an anthological series, so each episode is a different story that focuses on, I guess, the mundane or more of the human elements. And that's, it shows the perspective from the humans of how they deal with the visceral nature and the chaos when, when it comes to the superheroes doing their antics, you know, because a lot of them, there was that scene in the boys season two when they had like an anonymous meeting for people that have kind of suffered, you know, um, being around superheroes, either directly or indirectly. There was that guy that famously had sex with them, with the cryo, you know, a cryo, um, cryomaniac character, a female that could, you know, create ice and then he froze his dick off. That was funny. There was also the one where a woman got saved by Tech Knight, but you know, in the man in, in the process of him being saved or her being saved, he cracked her spine. And that was something that I actually find fascinating. I love when um, you know, I, I, that's why I always thought that it would have been cool to have a Disney Plus TV series that focused on the snap, but from the perspective of humans that have to deal with the grief and loss, and then even the reappearance of their, of their loved ones. You know, I always thought that would be interesting. And I remember there was a damage control TV series in the works, then that was cancelled as well. That, that's why I remember that also remember DC's powerless TV series that got cancelled after the first season, which I thought was actually an interesting premise. I thought it was, was really cool. That, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's focused on um, like a PR, uh, is it a PR agency? But I never really finished the show myself that do they deal with um, basically inventing tech for superheroes and it's focused on the human elements though. But anyway, that being said, I was really excited for Diabolical and we got a first kind of look to it. Um, yeah, it features the animation style threw me off guard to be honest. I wasn't expecting that. It has this animaniac Looney style animation today. And of course, they love you know graphic, you know, dark material comics or cartoons have done that kind of style, obviously. I mean Mondo who did who does Happy Tree Friends, which is a very graphic animation. Jesus, I think really yeah. They you know 
their stuff is their happy tree friends are very cute cuddly little kind of animation but then it's very graphic and bloody so that could work but i'm not gonna say i was just throwing away a bit of guy i was actually assuming the, the, the animation for the um, for this show was going to be closer to the um source materials comic comic design but regardless i mean um so anyway it features um i don't know like a father or a, or a lab um a, a lab doctor or whatever or experimental there's a baby, a soup's baby on the loose that was that was kind of being besieged by police officers and then soup baby sneezes and releases a laser that kills all the police officers and things like that. I mean, like I said, it was very wacky, you know, this, the art style was very Animaniacs-like, but I'm really hoping um, that the, the show isn't just, you know, done as an afterthought. You know, I really hope that there's actually, they, they don't do that just to kind of no, um, rely on the hype of the boys itself because the boys has been going strong so far. I really hope the, hope the show delivers. You know, um, the premise is interesting. Like I said, I love the fact that I focus on the human element, the more mundane elements in the world of the boys. And um, that animation, I don't know, I probably might get taken this used to. But I heard a, a kind of other rumor that each and each show, each episode will have an animation style, which I think could also work very well for them in the style of Love, Death and Robots so that you might have an episode where you don't really like the animation style but the story is good and the next one has a better animation style and things like that so um, we'll see how things go and uh, hopefully um, the Diabolical Call I'm really looking forward to it seriously it really delivers and um, I re- to keep at least while I'm waiting for the boys season 3 I'm hoping to love other things that I'm sure of anyway that's all the time I have for, t- for this morning guys and thanks for tuning in and remember to stay, take care of yourself take care of your families and as always guys stay safe I stay tuned. Thank you.